Hello friends, it's Phil and today I actually think this podcast is going to be really, really informative. So grab a cup of tea or actually no, don't get a grab a tea. Well, grab a cup of tea because it's always, always a good idea to grab a cup of tea. I've got one. And just pause what you're doing for as long as the podcast lasts. It might last 10 minutes, it might last 20, I don't know. But I'm kind of in this podcast, I'm going to try and unearth. I like that. There's lots of growing metaphors in this podcast, but I'm going to try and unearth some really, really significant strategy moments around lawn plan. Now, I'm just going to reframe some thinking. If you haven't listened to all of the 264 podcasts, Recently, let's not say, not so much recently, but this say very, very much recently, my focus on doing one thing well has become very deep. And lawn plan is all about growing the finest, lawn, finest lawns in the country. And in doing so, the more I examine the three-dimensional nature of that, the more I think... How do you do this all year round, Phil? What do you need to do, Phil, to make it an all year round business? How do you smooth out, as opposed to compromise for, maybe, how do you smooth out the, the business model during winter? How do you, in effect, make a seasonal business less seasonal? And actually, whilst I put in the notes, there's two reasons. I think there's three reasons, but we'll focus on the first two. The first thing is, I started to think and research and ask the question, why does grass stop growing? Now, here's the thing. Have you got a favourite football team that you watch or a favourite team that plays on professionally managed turf probably excluding golf because those are vast vast areas of grassland but cricket football rugby tennis american football uh you know and the list goes on right is there a team now if you've been watching that team or supporting that team let's say for more than 20 years if you go back to the the 90s let's say do you remember how or what the condition of the grass pitch was like come winter particularly around the heavy use areas like the goalie area this for instance in football it's fair to say and there's some great video footage, actually, of football. They say professional football pitches, particularly from my memory, that were just mud heaps come winter. And the relentless nature of, let's say, the football season meant that the pitches were used and used and used and used and used. There was no break. There was no time for recovery. And here's the thing. The grass would stop growing in the winter period anyway. So 
Not only does it get used comprehensively all year round, but in winter, the use of the pitches and the condition of the pitches, well, the use of the pitches would increase and the condition of the pitches would decline. And I don't know how my brain thinks about things, but when you start circling this question of doing one thing well, in my case, growing the finest lawns in the country, you start asking the question of how do you do it better? How do you improve the condition of the lawn? How do you make what you do more successful? How can you make a lawn care business less seasonal? So anyway, <clears throat> I'm circling the first point, which is I started to look at why professionally managed football pitches were in such good nick over winter. And the simple answer is they grow grass. The legal stuff, they simply grow grass and what they do, and it's only been, the industry hasn't been around for very long, 15 years, maybe hydroponics pitches being grown under hydroponic lighting grow lighting lights that grow plants in greenhouses historically are used to grow professional football pitches which got me thinking having used lighting rigs from time to time in the distant past to try and make sure that they, they say back in the day when all gardening used to do landscaping projects that used to be built during winter and we wanted to light up the site after two o'clock they say when it really gets dark or dingy dark we'd want to get a couple of hours out of it um we'd use sight lights you could hire them and they were big but they weren't so big you couldn't get them on site, which made me think, I wonder if there is a lighting system, an LED grow lighting system that can go through a standard residential alleyway into a back garden to grow grass. Can it, can it be done? The answer is yes. Can it be efficiently done? Well, the answer must be yes. If you can run lighting systems on site affordably, these systems must be being, the question of energy efficiency must be being examined. And they must work because if you're growing plants, if you're growing vegetables, if you're growing anything under lights, the economics has got to work. And I believe having done some research, the technology is available to grow grass all year round. Can it be done in residential gardens? Well, the simple answer is yes, it can be done. Are the rigs available to do it? That's the only question. So look, that's the first thing I've been pondering is lighting systems, grow lighting systems that grow lawns throughout winter, particularly when a lawn is reset slash renovated, getting the germination out of the ground quickly. So if you listen to one of the previous podcasts, I talked about cold seeding, I think. But look, cold seeding is used on golfing areas. Let's say larger areas where you can seed in the cooler period, knowing that the seed's in place and then it will 
germinate once temperatures come up. But look, here's the thing from a fine lawn perspective, if I can renovate lawns any time of year, if I can grow grass from seed in days under lights any time of year, that to me is really, really interesting. And I'm going to be circling that hole for a bit longer until I can try and find a conclusion on it. Um, so um, what's next? Um, right, so the second thing is, is that I've been looking at the question of how can I sign up new lawn plans into spring. Now, keep in mind, I can't service hundreds of clients. I can only service tens. And because of that, I am limited by number. And actually pre-booking the season, to me, seemed like a really good idea. Because I don't have the capacity to work on hundreds of lawns. I have the capacity to work on, I think, between 30 and 50 lawns a year at the moment so pre-booking the season sounds like a really good idea to me and actually today whilst it seemed like a good idea to me today actually what concluded today was exactly that someone a very good new client um who i quoted for a couple of weeks ago has agreed to sign up to lawn plan starting february 2024 which is three and a bit months away pre-booking the season in winter it gives me an awful lot of hope actually that the winter months really are very much focused on building this message about a fine english lawn building the message that it's a limited capability that i have at the moment and uh with the lighting systems, I can do it all year round. But the simple thing is, is that pre-booking it means that you get your slot. And if you don't get your slot, and I've booked out 37, 40 odd slots this in 2024, that's it, it's done. Sure, the business question is, maybe I can take on more, well, more staff, more and more and more and more. At the moment, I'm there's other stuff I've got to think about. <laughs> other stuff that that is lingering around the all gardening business model, let's say. So actually limiting my capabilities of performing, um, limiting it is actually a really, really interesting idea. Pre-booking is a really, really interesting idea. The Pre-booking the resets a really good idea. And also the other thing is the maintenance and grow-out contracts. Pre-booking those as well also is a really, really good idea. And the way the cash flow works on those is also a really, really good idea. So look, <clears throat> here's the thing that I am sharing with you, my friends. Um, all gardening is growing. And this year it's actually growing further into the they say the down season than it's ever done before further in this is nearly the third week of november now i know from history that i have signed up a client in the first week of january as well because the first week of january 
is only weeks away from spring. Or certainly growth. So, if I throw that all up in the air, metaphorically speaking, what I catch in my juggling hands, and I'm sort of now juggling in front of you, I'm probably juggling three balls actually, is um, lawn plans a really, really solid idea. The reset process that I probably talked about before is a really, really good idea. And then the maintenance and the technical package is a really, really good idea. Really, really good idea. Keeps me busy. But focusing my efforts on how to solve the winter puzzle has led me to two really interesting places, pre-booking and grow lights. Where that leads me to next is only a question I can ponder with anticipation. But I think I feel mildly confident that actually, you know, something is evolving out of this fixation of doing one thing well. It's quite simple, isn't it? As I explained to someone the other day, the speedy system of growing grass is quite simple. But when you put it into the context of a business, when you put it into the context of the seasons, it can become more complicated. But when you look at the questions that you really, that I'm really trying to answer is like, you know, what I do, what is the real thing I do? What is it that I absolutely am a master of? When I start circling that question, it becomes more and more obvious where to find the solution. And I think where I circled recently is um, I can get grass to grow nearly all year round, but how can I get it to grow quickly and how can I get it to grow successfully in order that I can get onto the lawn earlier all year round, in fact? And I think I've found a couple of puzzling pieces that make sense. Anyway, look, um, if you listen to that podcast, I fear dear friends, that that was circling your brain like a figure of eight, not really conclusively listing out anything constructive. But for the benefit of the end of the podcast, I'm going to just summarize. What I'm learning is do one thing well has gravity. People come towards you if you are focused on being the best. That's point one. Point two, the more you look at what you do and understand the processes within it, in the case of growing a fine lawn, there's about 14 processes, I reckon. Some are repetitive. But by doing that, you can start to examine the science behind each part, which is really, really powerful. And in doing so, tying the two things together leads to a business question. And if you can solve the business question, that's pretty powerful. An idea, people, customers, a business model, progression and confidence.
Yes, my friends. Anyway, look, <clears throat> hopefully some of that was useful. Hopefully some of it. If it was partly a little bit useful, let's say, uh, and the handful of people that are listening to this podcast actually find it useful, can you do us a favor and actually rate the podcast and say what you will? Every bit of feedback is useful. And the more you hit the subscribe thing, by the way, um, the more the platforms that share my podcast will share it and uh, more people will listen to it. And eventually, Growing or Gardening will become the story of the bloke that told the story of growing a business from the very first day to the days when it was, uh, it's the great thing that it might be in the future. There's a lot more to unpackage, by the way. Anyway, look, um, I'm done. It's around about uh, 4, it's 4.11 actually. The sky is turning grey. It's turning dark. We are a month away from the darkest day of the year. Hmm. Anyway, on that optimistic note, I'll catch you again soon. Take care. Ta-da! Bye! See ya! Bye!